What's up, guys? We are back. The third episode of Commissioner Corner Podcast. Possibly soon to be the Call Your Shot podcast. Um, we're going to probably take a, take a breath, make sure that's, you know, something we want to do, the rebrand and all that stuff. Um, we got just got done a pretty sweet weekend of AFC, or AFC and NFC Championship football. Um, not going to be a lot of fantasy talk, obviously, this weekend. kind of want to react to the games, give my thoughts on, you know, Bengals, Chiefs, what I saw, Eagles, Niners also. I mean, that game wasn't as fun, especially when one of the teams just physically cannot pass the football. Um, and then towards the end, we'll probably talk a little bit about like kind of the future of the AFC as I see it. I mean, it's not looking good for anybody else, but those guys down KC right now. So um, that being said, let's get started. And uh, yeah. This is the Commissioner Corner Podcast. So I want to start with the game that just ended, uh, Chiefs-Bengals. Real barn burner came down to the end. Um, you know, I'm a Ravens fan, so I, I will say I do enjoy watching the Bengals lose. Um, not going to say it's my Super Bowl, but I, I do. it does bring me a little bit of joy. Um, the first thing, though, that really stuck out when I watched that game, and a lot of people are going to talk about it, Patrick Mahomes and just his toughness, and even got like Kelsey too, all their star guys. I mean, Mahomes gets hurt in that first half last week, sits out like two to three drives with an injury that people say takes four to six weeks to recover. And then you look at tonight, all week they're saying he's not going to have mobility, he's not going to be able to move. We Lines are shifting because of the way he's walking off the stage at pressers and leaked practice videos and stuff like that. I mean, the fact that I've had like extremely minor ankle injuries back when I like played sports regularly, those things suck. Like they, you can't move, you can't plant, you can't do anything like that. So when you look at Mahomes and especially on the last play, when he's able to turn up field, he takes off, he gets the hit out of the bounds. Either way, I mean, just being able to kind of put everything aside Put he literally put that team on his back in that moment. I mean, he wasn't playing his best football in the second half. They were, Joe or Lou Anarumo was shutting them down pretty much, and he was able to just walk down, kind of hobble <laughs> to get the first down and just be able to make a play and put them in a position to get the penalty and stuff like that. I mean, that team overall, just all of their best guys played well. Kelsey was baller. Chris Jones, I mean. I think Nick Bose is probably going to win defensive player of the year. But when you look at Chris Jones, I mean, good God, like there's Aaron Donald. He's like the peak Aaron Donald is just on another level when it comes to D tackles that I've watched in my life. I mean, Chris Jones is just at worst, the level beneath it, possibly like the peak today. I mean, he was just disruptive every single play. I mean, he had the sack to, on Burrow at the end then forced the punt that led to the Chiefs going down and scoring. You know, just those two guys. I mean, and you saw it in the postgame presser. Though I said it last week. I was talking more about Mahomes, but it's just this team in general. You can't just talk like that all week and not expect those guys to hear it. Like, we're in the age of social media. All these guys hear everything. So when you have, you know, Mahomes saying after the game, it's the two best guys. When you have the mayor of Cincinnati saying, you know, asking for paternity tests. 
when you have people calling it Burrowhead, I thought that was the I thought that was the worst one. I thought that once I heard that, I kind of knew it's like these guys are gonna they take it seriously, but they have the extra chip. You saw it in the post game. Kelsey's calling it Mahomes' house. You know, they just weren't they were not having that. And speaking of that, going to the Bengals, I, I'm a Ravens fan. I've said that multiple times. I've I do enjoy watching that team lose, but part of it's just because I've never seen a team talk that much and just also be able to pull the everybody's against us, nobody believes in us card. I think that when you go in the entire week talking about how it's Burrowhead and doing all the stuff that they did, all the extracurricular stuff, I I just don't think you can be able to come out at the end and just be like, oh, well, it's rigged against I just think that's kind of soft. I don't know. I mean, they're a good team. I will admit they're a better team than, better team than Ravens, so they maybe they can't play that card. But I just – sometimes that stuff really rubs me the wrong way. Um, you know, they played well all game. Lou Anarumo, that that dude's a head coach. I mean, that guy has now shut down Mahomes four times in the second half. I mean, he – granted, he was on a bum ankle this week, and it was probably starting to feel – it was about five five degrees, I think they said, down there. So, either way, though, he – if guys like D'Amico Ryans are getting coached, I can't see a reason why he won't get looks in the future as well. Um, one last thing on that on that game – I know he had the penalty that put them in field goal range. I've never been a fan of when the broadcasts show guys that just made the mistake, like crying for like minutes on end. Like Joseph Asai, good player, makes a mistake, pushes Mahomes late. It's a bang-bang play. They're going full speed. And then the camera just does not leave him for the next like five minutes. He kind of like everybody's out on the field and he's like alone on the bench, just like crying. And I just, I just never understand. Like, I understand you want to capture like both ends of the spectrum in sports, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I just, you, you feel for the guy. I don't know. I think they just spend a little too much time on that stuff, but it is what it is. That game, you know, it was what we expected, what we wanted out of that game. Um, I picked the Chiefs. I thought the line fluctuations were really weird during the week. I thought the fact that the Bengals were going to be favored in the first place was a little weird. Um, but yeah, Chiefs came out on top. And it's kind of what you expect when you have Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey. But, you know, this is a matchup we'll probably be seeing in the future. And now if we're going to get into the Niners-Eagles game, I mean – for San Francisco, I didn't have many thoughts. I thought the refs, I mean, it is what it is. I thought they had a couple weird calls. I thought the roughing the punter call was weird. It looked like the guy got hooked and then pushed into the punter, which I, I never understand how you can call those. I honestly think that penalty is kind of stupid in the first place. I mean, you got to protect kickers or whatever, but I just never understand how if a guy's getting shoved to the ground in the vicinity of the dude's legs, how that can be a penalty on him. I also hated the call where the dude or Greenwall was punching the ball out. I didn't, I couldn't hear the whistle where I was like, but all I saw was him. He made contact with the ball three times in a row. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily like that one. I know I'm sure people thought and like, it goes both ways. Eagles fans were probably pissed because the ball hit the 
uh, camera line in the first half and everybody was losing their minds about that. I mean, that's the thing. And you can kind of say this about the Bengals game too. You know, the league is not rigged when both sides are saying that it's rigged because I mean, both teams during this Niners Eagles games at one point were saying the league's rigged, it's fixed stuff like that. So I don't think you can really say that. Um, Overall, I, I just would have liked to have seen a full game for Brock Purdy. It kind of sucked that he got hurt because I think, you still were able to kind of see it with Josh Johnson when he came in. Just because he had the weapons, the Niners have all those guys, it doesn't just automatically like lead to success. I mean, you can say, oh, well, Josh Johnson came in the middle of the game. Yeah, so did Brock Purdy. Came in the middle of the game against Miami and lit him up. So I think that, you know, if we were able to see a full game of Purdy, I think this game obviously goes down a lot different. They probably throw more than one or two passes in the second half. But, you know, I really wish because I getting to the Eagles, I I'm not impressed with what they put with that showing today. I mean, they had 269 total yards, they had less than four yards of play. And then when I mean, Jalen Hurts looks like he doesn't want to run the ball. Like ever since he came back from the shoulder thing, it looks reluctant when he's like normally he has a lot of feel when he's running the football. Looks like he has very good instincts. I don't think that. The instincts are still there. I just think he doesn't want to do it. And I I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, you look at their their first drive of the game, the touchdown only happened because of the fourth down play where Devontae Smith looks like he makes an incredible catch. It still is just incredible. But, you know, the ball comes out at the end, and then all of a sudden the next play they're scoring a touchdown. So I know I don't understand where – how come, you know, on some plays like in the Bengals game they can have the – instant replay like from upstairs in New York come in and they can shut that down overturn stuff but then on plays like that they don't have it like I that doesn't make any sense to me the honestly refs are refs are just so terrible like they just need to hire some full-time guys it's there's no way that you're going to be able to have part-time guys do their jobs to a high level when they're working a nine to five like during the week so I just don't understand that it just back to the Eagles. I mean, everything just seemed difficult. Like it didn't seem like they were moving the ball well. Even on defense, you knew in that second half, Brock Purdy was not throwing the football, and still San Francisco was able to pick up first downs. It's very, you know, sure they didn't score, but there's it's very hard to put together sustained drives when all you can do is run the football. Like I just don't see. And I mean, maybe you could have tried something like run a wildcat with McCaffrey and Debo. But I mean, at the same time, it's just, I, I don't feel comfortable betting on this team. The Super Bowl, I had checked the lines before we got on. I think it was one and a half or it was minus one and a half for KC. When I first opened it, I checked like five minutes later and it was minus one and a half for Philadelphia. So I don't really understand how this team is favored in a Super Bowl. The best quarterback they've played all year is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott scored 40 points on that defense. And besides that, it's a lot of Kirk Cousins. It's a lot of Daniel Joneses, Carson Wentz's, guys like that. Whoever the Saints were rolling out, I don't even remember. It might have been Dalton. I don't know. They lost Andy Dalton. But I just it kind of reminds me of a like like an Oklahoma or an Ohio State. It reminds me of a college football season, what the Eagles are doing right now. It's just a lot of talent. They're able to 
just put out the team that they have and just on a weekly basis, they're going to have more talent than you. They're going to win games. They're going to get up early and just kind of cruise the rest of the way. And then you're going to get to these playoff games. They haven't seen it yet. They haven't even seen like, I mean, they got Daniel Jones last week. They were able, again, the team just overcame with talent. Like they just overwhelmed the Giants with talent. I mean, I think Dayball's on par with Sirianni. I don't obviously don't think Daniel Jones is on the same level as Hurts, but you know, if the talent on both sides of the field is a little more even, that's probably a closer game. But at the same time, then you get to this week, you know, they have the Niners had all the weapons to be able to, you know, move the ball down the field and do some things. And then they just within 20 minutes of game time, they all of a sudden cannot throw the ball anymore. So I think we'll see what happens when they actually have to play Mahomes. I think right now I would take the Chiefs. If if we get the Mahomes that we got today, I would still take the Chiefs. But especially if he's healthy, they have two weeks to recover, two weeks to game plan and all that stuff. I think there's going to be a chance for them to pick this de- Eagles defense apart. That's who I would take right now. And going forward, I think they're a good team. I think there's, you know, spots that they're going to be able to fill on that defense, more experience and stuff like that. But overall, I think right now, if we're going into a Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. So one last thing before I head out. This is going to be a shorter pod this week. I think Wednesday we'll have some more stuff, a little more fantasy stuff, maybe more of an in-depth preview of the game coming up this week, maybe some Super Bowl MVP bets that I like. But for right now, like when I look at the AFC going forward in the next like five, 10 years, mainly just next five years, I don't see a world where this isn't what we see every year. And when I say that, I mean the Kansas City Chiefs hosting AFC championship games. When you look at just the league as a whole and the history of the league, apart from the Belichick Brady Patriots, these championship windows close and they close fast. You look at teams like, I mean, early 2000s, we thought the Seattle Seahawks, that was going to be the next Brady Belichick dynasty. That lasted two years. They didn't make a Super Bowl after the Russell Wilson goal line play. There's other teams like that. You know, you got the Denver Broncos. I mean, obviously Manning got old, but that, that team made two Super Bowls. You look at the Chiefs, now they've made three. They've already surpassed all these other teams. And you look at the landscape of the conference around them, some of these teams' windows are closing fast. Like, it may sound dumb, the Bills' window might have already closed. Josh Allen's contract is going to hit, and all of a sudden, all these guys that they have on defense, all these, you know, these they have two safeties. They're not going to be able to pay both safeties. They have two linebackers, not be able to pay both linebackers. They have guys like Von Miller and all these. They draft all these dudes up front. They're not going to be able, simply not going to be able to pay all of them. They already have problems. They only have Diggs. Diggs is getting frustrated. The weapons around are a problem. They have an offensive line problem. They have a run game problem. They can't run the ball. And unless you're going to just draft stud after stud after stud, and just immediately fix that problem that way through the draft, I don't see a way where you can bring in guys to fix that issue. Josh Allen took a step back without Brian Dable this year. I, It's not even a question, it's a fact. I mean, he led the league in turnovers, 
and you get to that playoff game and there's just a discernible it's noticeable that Daniel Jones took the step that he took and then Josh Allen took the step back that he took and you know so I think there's there's a realistic chance the Bills windows close they they this team that they had these past two years might be the best team that they will have with Josh Allen then you look at the Bengals I'm not going to say that their windows closed but it's probably getting a little smaller I mean they have said they want to pay Burrow they want to pay Chase they want to pay Higgins well Burrow's going to be making $50 million a year. Like, that's just a fact. Like, he's going to make $50 million a year. Jamar Chase is going to set the market at receiver, and then I don't doubt that Higgins is not going to be very far behind because you're going to so – you've seen guys like Amari Cooper get $20 million a year. So what's stopping T. Higgins from getting that? What's stopping – if T. Higgins goes to a team like – if Chicago just could today be like, how much would you pay for T. Higgins? They'd be like, yeah, we'd pay $20 million for that. So now the Bengals have almost $100 million a year, probably, just allotted to those three guys. I don't see how you can field defense that has guys like DJ Reader and Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard and guys like that while also being three guys on the offense. They also already have, like, offensive line problems. Like, we can – there's the meme of the – it's like, well, Sewell or Burrow can throw to anybody being blocked by Sewell, but he can also get crushed while trying to throw to Chase while being blocked by anybody. I didn't explain that very well, but you guys definitely seen it. But like that was an issue today. Burrow got sacked. I think Burrow got sacked like five times today. Last year in the Super Bowl, part of the, like the last play of the game, he's getting thrown around by Aaron Donald. So you look at that, that window might be. It's not close. It's definitely not close. It's get there's going to be some obstacles ahead though. My my favorite team, the Ravens, we might not have a window. If Lamar Jackson leaves that we're it's like Drake and Josh episode where they get stuck in the treehouse without the saw. They just have the cut out of the door. That's what the Ravens future looks like out without Lamar. If they can bring him back, they hit on the OC. I know they are talking about bringing in Bianami. They want to interview him. They want to interview the guy from Georgia too. I wouldn't hate if they interviewed Kellen Moore either. Um, maybe if they hit on that, maybe even get him a weapon. They're linked to Hopkins, I guess. There's mutual interests. Somebody tweeted today. I think if they can do all that stuff, maybe a saw appears out of nowhere and maybe they can cut themselves a window because the defense is playing very well. But even then, there's questions about like with Lamar's health. And then if we get into a playoff game and we're down a point, we just score a touchdown or is John Harbaugh going to go for two? So – there's stuff like that. I mean, and then you look at the other teams in the AFC too. Like, I think the Chargers are burning their window every year that Brandon Steelers a head coach. I think he's a fraud. I think he's just not what they need. They need to get somebody in there who can call plays for Herbert. I we'll see about the Jags. They took a huge step this year. We talked about it again or talked about it last earlier this week. How when Peterson was with the Eagles their second year with Wentz, Wentz one was supposed to to win the MVP until he got hurt. Um, so we'll see. They, they might take another step there. Miami, we'll see what, what happens with Tua, maybe even Brady. Who knows? And then, like, the Jets are talking about getting Rodgers. I mean, I know it's better than Zach Wilson, but do you want Aaron Rodgers? Do you want a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers that you have to pay that much money? Like, I don't – because I think there's more holes that you can fill if you bring in a guy like Jimmy. I think the team would be overall better with Jimmy and some O-linemen than it would be with just Rodgers. I don't know. Overall, I mean, again, you look at the AFC, though. Right now, there's no – like, if you 
just dropped me early September every year for the next five years, it would be just blind guess. I would probably just tell you every year the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl because right now, I mean, these I don't they these windows close fast, and right now some teams don't even have a window, and they're theirs is wide open. It's just bursted open. So I you know congratulations to them. It sucks that you know we might be seeing a Brady 2.0. I'm not going to say that, but it's definitely a version of it. They're there every single year. So that's all I have for the pod today. Tomorrow or Wednesday will probably be the next episode. Try to get some stuff done. Maybe we'll get some running back rankings, some early, early running back rankings. Try to do something like that. And then we'll talk about some stuff. I also want to talk about conspiracies on Wednesday because people are saying that Demar Hamlin is dead and is a clone. I think that's just complete BS. We'll talk about that. I have a couple of conspiracy theories that I actually do believe. So we can get into that next time too. But overall, thanks for listening. If you're listening, tell your friends about it. Um, just share with whoever. I know we're on Spotify right now. Um, I'll try to get some TikToks out with some of the stuff from the episode soon. Um, but yeah, uh, happy Super Bowl. Hopefully we get to watch some good flag football next week to tide us over until then. So peace. Peace.